I've been a development director at my nonprofit for three years and plan to apply for the ED role now that it is open. What questions should I ask the board search committee during my interview? I would ask them, what does success look like, right? In the short term and long term, um, how, how will the board know if it's made the right hire? It's interesting because when you ask this question, so many times boards fumble around because they are so ready and primed with their questions that they get nervous and they're like, oh, shoot, we haven't talked about what success looks like. We're not clear on what goals or what we're hoping for for this person um, or for this position. So I love turning the table and it's an opportunity to see if the board's thoughtful about any of this. And if not, maybe it helps light a fire under them to be thoughtful. So I think it's helpful to ask them. They should be doing this kind of foresight. Like, how are they going to measure? How are they going to know they made the right hire? And seeing, are they aligned? Or do you get three different people on that search committee that all answer this totally differently? Because for me, that would be a red flag. Like, okay, I got it. Like, this isn't cool. Um, You know, something as simple and basic as like, does the board have an annual, not even does, because they should, right? But like, how does the board run its annual performance review process for the executive director? Like, I, I do think you want to make sure, like, is the board doing it? Um, is the board willing to have tough conversations? Because this as much in your ED role, right? One of your biggest pain points and challenges oftentimes is your board. So you really want to see what you're getting into with your board, right? Are they willing, are they going to put all the hard conversations on you and, and say, well, we don't, we don't ever have the hard, like asking them, what was the last tough conversation you had with a fellow board member? Because if they're not doing that, then you kind of have the writing on the wall of what you're probably going to fall into. Um, you know, and I, I think another thing I would ask, I mean, I'm thinking about this very board related because, um, I mean, sure, you already probably know what the strategic plan is for the organization. So, I mean, you could ask some general things like, what are the shifts? Like, do you see any shifts differently from our strategic plan that's in place or something? Like, you want to kind of know what you're getting into. Um, But I also just think really understanding how the board sees its relationship with the ED. Does it see it as more of a partnership? Does it see it even though we know they can hire and fire you. Like, do, do they use words like partnership or are they like, how would they characterize that relationship between the board and executive director? I, I think that gives you a lot of information asking that question, how, um, yeah, how they think about it. So those are just a few I'd rattle off, but um, anything you'd add, Andy? Yeah, I think because you're already inside the organization, you've been there for three years, I would I would spend time focusing on things that um, demonstrate your knowledge of where the organization needs to go. So you've been there for three years, which isn't super long, but it's not nothing. Um, But you should identify the holes in the organization, things that you think like here's here's where here are the opportunities that we've been missing and and see if you're aligned with the board on those. You know, a question like. I think we've been over reliant on granting you know, on, on grants and we haven't spent as much time on more basic things like direct mail. Like how do you feel about 
like changing the way our funding mixes? Is this something that the board would be interested in doing or, or do you, you know, what do you, what are your feelings on that? Right. And, and sort of ask very specific tactical questions that then you can see kind of what their appetite is. Um, and also sort of displays that you're, you're aware of more in that they might not have thought of that they're bringing on somebody who isn't just somebody who knows the organization. They're bringing on somebody who knows the organization and has some very concrete ideas on how to make it better. So that's what I would do. Like seed those questions as like, look how smart I am and not necessarily like, what do you want to know? <laughs> Cause you don't really want to know anything from them to be honest. <laughs> I, I love that approach though, Andy, because my approach and I'm not a, a Hear, hear me out, right? Like, I do think some of my questions were, would be ones I'd highly advise asking, but you also want to pepper it in with the other questions that you said, Andy, to show that you're you're smart and thoughtful and you've recognized gaps because otherwise, I mean, we've all been in that interview where we go, wow, I'm the one hiring, but I feel like I'm on interview with the other person and you've got to be careful, <laughs> right? Like to strike that balance. So uh yeah. yeah. So my questions kind of could go in that direction if you're not careful. So maybe you sort of spread those out like, you know, right. You have one question showing what a smarty you are. And then you have a question that's a little more directed at the board and then you mix it up. Right. Yeah. Nonprofit governance. Nonprofit answers. Nonprofit board. Nonprofit management. Nonprofit marketing. Nonprofit resources. Welcome to Nonprofit Everything. The podcast where hosts Andy Shurick and Stacy Wedding answer your questions about all things nonprofit. Welcome to another episode of Nonprofit Everything. I'm Andy Shurick. I'm here with Stacy Wedding, and we're here to answer any and all questions that you send to us about nonprofit topics. So the way this works is you send us those questions. You can email them to us. You can go to the Nonprofit Everything webpage. There's a big button to click there. You can click that button. Um, you can find us on social media, any place you can find us, go ahead and send us those questions and we will put them in the queue, try to get them answered as quick as possible. Longtime listeners may have noticed that a little while back, and actually I don't even remember how far back it was now, it was a couple of months, the intro changed. It used to say the Alliance for Nevada Nonprofits presents Nonprofit Everything, and it doesn't say that anymore. And we never really talked about why, we just sort of dropped it when we got the new uh, intro recorded and just sort of moved on. But one of the reasons that it's no longer sponsored by Anne is the Alliance for Nevada Nonprofits is is sort of mostly about Nevada. And as the podcast grew, we realized that we were kind of sort of nationwide and we were getting questions from all over. And we thought it was important to sort of make sure that it was everybody knew that the podcast wasn't just Nevada specific, that it was um, everybody. But uh, that doesn't mean that, you know, we we don't still love the Alliance for Nevada Nonprofits. It's where where we got our start working with that group. Um, I was the chair of the board for a while uh, for that organization, and they're still around. And a matter of fact, they have a conference coming up pretty soon. And um, we have a special guest this time, John Waldron, who's on the board of Anne. And he's going to talk a little bit with Stacy about what's going on with that conference. And I think it's getting close to being sold out. So by the time this podcast's dropped, you might want to check the show notes to find that link to be able to register for that conference. So with that, we'll jump right into today's questions. We're looking into paying money for a cloud-based portal for our board information and documents. There seem to be several options out there. Do you have recommendations on which one we should choose or how to make the determination so that we invest our organization's money wisely? 
I love this question because I've been getting a lot more of it lately. And I think people are trying to figure out with the use of technology, how to streamline and make their lives easier. So thank you for the question. Um, I guess I want to start before getting into any specifics and none of these are endorsements. So there's my uh, caveat, right? Like, um, you know, there's my disclaimer, but I think that it's really more important, less about what you ultimately choose and more about getting super crystal clear on what it is you're looking for it to accomplish. What are your needs, right? I have seen some organizations where they just struggle. One of the biggest struggles I think nonprofits face is sort of the transfer of information particularly in a volunteer board where board members rotate on and off. And so sometimes you'll get, right, if there's not a one central place to organize and store information and you don't have a process for that with staff or a system, then you find out, oh, wow, yeah, we need to track that down from our board chair who retired or termed off or whatever, or whatever it is. I mean, obviously, an executive director and their team tend to do this, but you can see this particularly in smaller or like all volunteer organizations gets really tough to figure out who's got what and and then you lose it when they're gone so like i do think there's some room for figuring out what is that what does that look like are you looking for the process you know are you looking for a system to have one central holding spot which is what most people most want right like an organized holding space kind of like your your google drive for this or your dropbox folder which speaking of which some organizations right through Microsoft or Google or Dropbox or whatever platform they use don't actually pay for one of these outside systems. They're like, we can do this internally. I had one, um, there was one organization I worked with that actually talked about, you know, like they were like, hey, Microsoft offers great licensing, dis licensing discounts for nonprofits. And so we're going to do Outlook as our calendar, messages in Microsoft Teams among our board, and store our documents on SharePoint. And like, so they had, they said, like, we're not going to invest in one of these other systems because we have the tools that we have. So I think what happens is people like bright, shiny object. Great. Let's go. There's this new like promo I got on my email about a new tool. And they didn't ever actually really think about what is the functionality they need? What are what are the purposes? Are they looking to make sure documents and communications are secure? And, you know, if you're sharing things among a board that maybe are documents that are sensitive or confidential, then perhaps one of these platforms has that built-in kind of security system. So, so really starting instead of starting, you know, like really starting with here's our needs, Here's what our pain points are, and this is what we're looking to solve. And then you can start to do the research in a more like objective way instead of just what is the thing that keeps getting on your email inbox because they have advertising budget, like instead of going at it from that lens. Now, from a specific like portal perspective, I will just share the few that I have heard over and over again come up and as recommendations or things different groups have used. Again, not an endorsement, um, but um, one of those is called Board Effect. And I've heard people just talk about, you know, it's securely maintained in one spot, it's affordable, it's got security features. Um, and 
depending on the size of your organization, again, that's another factor. Like it's it's really makes sense. It's got 24-7 support. So I've heard some really positive things about Board Effect. I've also heard on a flip side with Board Effect, people say it's clunky and it's really complicated on the back end for the administrator. So whatever, again, not knocking this, but it's just like you've got, this is the stuff you've got to think about as you're picking your platform and asking some of those questions and doing your due diligence. Um, I think Boardable uh, is another one. And a lot of people like that um, talk about it because it's cost effective. It's um, considered to be fairly user-friendly and and they can have kind of committees and subgroups um, as well as the larger board have like congregating spaces online for that, for these groups and communication spaces. Um, you know, so those are a couple, I guess one other one I've heard of is onboard. Um, and again, like the things that seem to come up with all these things are ease of use, right? Like type of support that they have protection and security and, you know, levels and, um, kind of, is it an, is it a user friendly interface? But beyond all of this, so I'm going to say all this with one huge caveat, (laughs) I think you really need to, sometimes staff get more excited about this stuff than the board does. And I guess that is okay because staff may be the one organizing some of this info, depending on how your board is structured and the size of your organization. But, But the reality is that I've also seen, in more cases than I'd like to admit, boards that invest in something like this and never use it. The boards were never bought into using it. The boards are like, you know, on a board of 15 people, each one of them has a different opinion about what would be the way to, the best way to share information. And it can get really muddied quickly. So you want to start to kind of, I think, socialize it a little bit, talk to the board you know, make sure they're going to use it or you're investing in something that if it's not going to serve the purpose for the board's interactions or the board's unwilling to use it, then this is a big waste of your time and money. So so I think getting some buy-in from the board, um, again, but if you're the administrator and you just need a tool to organize this, then maybe it's okay that the board doesn't use it because you just need a tool. It's just getting really clear on who is this going to benefit, what are the purposes, and and all of that all of that jazz. So, um, Andy, any, have you seen any organizations effectively use board portals or board organization systems? No, I think all my experiences with, um, people doing it wrong, where we just got a, a free drive from one of the big providers and then it's just all dumped in there. And then, you know, do you know where the password is for the PayPal account? And they're like, ah, it's in the drive. And then there's like a, (laughs) web like a document that's called like passwords and this is like the wrong way to do it so no um i I think it's absolutely something that needs to be managed especially if you're a tiny organization and and it's certainly interesting to look into something that can help you with that
Hey, everybody, it's Stacy Wedding, and I am really excited to have John Waldron with me to talk about an upcoming event that is taking place that for those of us uh, who are involved or connected to nonprofits in Nevada, you will not want to miss this. And uh, we thought this was really important to share with you. Uh, as Andy mentioned, uh, our podcast got its its roots from the organization Alliance for Nevada Nonprofits, Anne. And we are so grateful for Anne sort of helping birth us. And of course, we've uh, grown up and blossomed and we went out on our own because we're much larger than Nevada now. And we're so grateful for that. But we are always thankful for Anne and all Anne has done. So with no further ado, I am going to make this introduction a little more official and then have John share a little bit with us about the conference. So uh, welcome to special guest John Waldron. Thanks, John, for being here with me. Hi, Stacy. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be back on Nonprofit Everything. Yes, you have been a guest before, and we always appreciate your loyal listenership and just helping us out uh, with your expertise and sharing good info. So, for those who uh, don't know, John is on the board of AN Alliance for Nevada Nonprofits. John. Uh, can you share a little bit about the organization and a little bit about maybe how long you've been a board member? Sure. I've been a board member now for uh, probably about three years, and uh, I currently serve as the vice president of the, of the board and and really exists as an organization that's meant to strengthen uh, local nonprofits and profits, nonprofits across the state of Nevada. So our mission is strengthening communities by increasing the influence and capacity of Nevada's nonprofit sector. And really, Anne is meant to be a resource for Nevada uh, le nonprofit leaders across the state to offer resources, support, uh, connection uh, with other nonprofits and nonprofit leaders to build capacity and to ensure that we're all best equipped to serve our communities. I love it. It's so important. And I know that there's a lot of similar types of organizations across the country that really are the hub of helping support and build capacity for nonprofits. So I, as a, a native Nevadan, am very grateful that we have an Anne here and that there's going to be a conference. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about this upcoming conference? Sure. The conference theme is transformational leadership, building capacity for today and tomorrow. And it is a, a conference that starts on a Thursday evening. We're going to be over at the Children's Discovery Museum, where we'll be welcomed by the museum CEO, Melissa Kaiser, and the uh, YNPN. And uh, we're excited to... Uh, get things started that evening, learn a little bit more about Children's Discovery Museum, network and celebrate together with one another. But then we go right into Friday, November 3rd, where we have a full day of activities, full day of networking and learning. And I'm proud to say that we're going to host that at the center in downtown Las Vegas. I love it. I so lots of things to to build upon from that. I think the night before, what I love is this sense of networking and connectedness because we know that so many 
nonprofits uh, don't oftentimes, they're so busy doing the work, right? They don't always have time to connect with each other, learn from each other, grow from each other. So the fact that Anne is kicking off the conference the evening before at the great uh, museum, Discovery Museum is going to be perfect, learning some of the lessons from Melissa as CEO and uh, uh, yes, YNPN, for those not familiar, that's the Young Nonprofit Professionals Network. And it's a great organization for those who are sort of newer to nonprofits. And and there's a lot of chapters around the country of that, too. And I believe this one is the Southern Nevada chapter. Is that correct, John? That's my understanding as well. And it's a great opportunity for emerging leaders in the nonprofit sector to not only build connections with other emerging leaders, but also to be prepared to take their nonprofits into the future. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be kind of a fun night to kick it off. And then the next day, as you said, and thank you for those who are listening that do not know John. John is the CEO of the LGBTQIA plus center. So also known as the center uh, of Southern Nevada and does an amazing work as their CEO and has helped that organization grow and, and flourish and blossom. And so um, we are grateful our community is grateful to you in the center, John, for opening up your space and being so generous with your space and allowing the conference to be held there. Uh, can you tell us a little bit, what does this mean for you? I mean, you're a CEO and we know this conference is designed a bit more for emerging leaders, maybe those that are a bit, you know, kind of mid-level nonprofit professionals. What does this mean for you as, as a CEO of a nonprofit to have a conference that's targeting that demographic? Well, I think it means everything for our future, right? Because one of the things that I personally try to embrace is lifelong learning. And I think that anytime that we're given an opportunity to sharpen our skills, sharpen the saw with other leaders that are facing many of the same challenges that we're facing, I think that's a remarkable opportunity that any nonprofit should take advantage of. And I know that the center will have a number of folks participating that day. I'm excited to see who they connect with and, and what they learn because the educational opportunities for the day are going to really be designed to give practical skills, practical um, uh, resources that you can go back and apply right away. And so that's one of the things I'm most excited about. And one of the uh, things that we did at the center over the past five years is we built strong connections with nonprofits across the community. And if you ask me what was one of the, the number one ways that we were able to kind of turn things around at the center and enjoy some of the successes that we're having now, it was by getting together with other nonprofit leaders talking about the challenges that we all face and brainstorming and kind of forming a mastermind group. And I think the emerging leaders that participate in this day-long event are going to have that, that same opportunity. I sure hope so. I, I think that what I really appreciated when I had the opportunity to sit in on some of the and board meetings and planning calls for this conference, I I loved that Anne decided to take this different approach because, John, you and I both know there are a lot of opportunities for professional development 
for CEOs and executive directors, as well as for those very new, just starting in the nonprofit sector. But there's sort of that middle layer, that layer of, or, you know, talent that is going to be our next generation, you know, with CEOs that don't oftentimes get these kinds of opportunities, don't often get a forum to connect with one another because that people seem to, they seem to be an overlooked group. So I really appreciate that Anne has focused its attention on it. And um, especially when you think about your career trajectory, uh, I'm sure you can think back to those moments in your life and professional career, right? Where you had that, that moment that you wanted to grow into a larger role, but you needed that network and the education to do it. Well, I think that it's a great mistake if senior leaders and organizations are not taking advantage of opportunities to develop their emerging leaders. And, you know, oftentimes when we face challenges, training is something that's easy to kind of set aside or to decrease the budget. But I think that, that that works against us then when we try to go through a recovery or we try to make change in our organizations. We have to be constantly sharpening our skills, constantly challenging the, the way we see things and challenging what we know and, and, and working together in learning how to truly succeed as leaders who are doing some of the most important work in our, our communities. And so I'm super excited to see that Anne is succeeding, that we're getting the conference back and we're going to offer many great classes to emerging leaders. But another thing that we're doing is we also have a six month long leadership development program that we'll be bringing back in 2024. Um, we, this is something that we did in the end of 2022 and into the early uh, spring of 23 where we developed a group of up-and-coming leaders from the nonprofit sector here through a six-month program and and really took a deeper dive than what we'll do on the day-long conference. But I'm excited to bring that back uh, later this year. And so you'll pay attention for, for more details. Yes, I, I was delighted when uh, Anne asked me, and I believe it was you, John, who asked me, will you lead one of those sessions and it was so enlightening and just enriching being in that room of those who are right there at the cusp of running their organizations or wanting to run an organization or they already may be leading it but maybe first-time executive directors and it felt like such a safe space such a welcoming space and such um a amazingly bright talented group and their questions were phenomenal it was another forum that i think ann offers that gives that opportunity for that kind of companionship that community beyond just the learning cuz you and i know learning is is great but but we also need that safe space where when we're feeling lonely or we've had a hard day or we have a problem we're not sure how to tackle, having that friend we can turn to in the sector saying, what did you do? How did you get through this can be such a help. So I'm excited it's coming back. Well, thank you. With our inaugural class, one of the things that we heard from the group after their graduation was the greatest benefit was the opportunity to share with one another the challenges that they face, to be vulnerable, 
to be open and to explore with each other solutions and things that they were able to take back into the workplace. And so I'm excited to do that as well. And we'll talk a little bit about that at the conference. Good. So back to the conference in, uh, you know, the the few minutes we have left, can you share a bit about perhaps what people can expect on that Friday? What types of sessions, uh, what types of, you know, are there any speakers you can give us as a little sneak preview of? Sure. We're, we're going to focus on a list of key areas that we have heard from the local sector are some of the most important challenges that we're facing. And so we're going to be focusing on strategy and development of strategy and managing operations. We're going to look at fundraising and revenue. A lot of times nonprofit leaders don't realize that we can do earned revenue in addition to the fundraising we do, right? So we're going to talk about both fundraising and revenue. We're going to talk about talent and organizational culture around our talent and how do we get the very best out of the people that we lead and and have them have amazing experiences as they serve the community. We're also going to talk about innovation and technology, what's on the cutting edge of things that are coming up. And the list just goes on and on. And we have amazing speakers lined up, including yourself. Aww. We're going to hear from Stacy Wedding. And uh, so we're super excited for that. But we're also going to be hearing from people like Maggie Harris of Harris Coaching and Consulting. And if you haven't heard Maggie speak, she's amazing. And she's amazing she at helping uh, nonprofit leaders really get the very best out of the people they lead, but also to do a lot of self-discovery and and learning about ourselves, right? And we're going to hear from uh, Nick Lynch, who's with Kaleidoscope, and I'm super excited for him to come in and talk to us about technology and what we can be doing to be on the, the cutting edge of innovation and we'll hear from others like a great friend of mine who's uh, the United States Air Force retired Colonel Cameron Dagger, who is, if you haven't heard Cameron speak, you're in for a real treat. He's just an amazing, dynamic individual who's on the board out there at St. Jude's. And I know that he's super excited to participate. He and I went through Leadership Las Vegas together and and uh, just a, a remarkable individual. But the list goes on there, too, of these amazing speakers that we have planned. And all of it, again, is going to be focused on how do we give you practical information when you go back to the workplace? And how do we help you to develop those connections that will take you further beyond that one day? I love it. And I got excited when I saw some of the topics these speakers were going to cover. I know Maggie, to your point, I mean, she is just not only uh, super well-informed, but she's also just a delight to to experience and to be a part of. And she's going to be talking about those generational differences in the workforce and in the workplace. And we all know that can be a problem, create a lot of tension at times for organizations. So I think that's going to be awesome um, to hear from that perspective. And no matter what level someone who's attending this conference is that they're going to get value out of that topic, right? And then Cameron, I know when he shared a bit about taking kind of strategy, all that strategic planning work you're so familiar with, John, but moving it to task, you know, how does it go from the boardroom to the actual manager delivering it? I mean, what a really 
compelling topic that I think we don't talk enough about when it comes to strategic planning, right? Anyone can come up with the plan. How is it going to get executed? So um, yes, to your point, there's some really exciting uh, speakers and I just, and topics. So I think this is going to be a treat for all who come. Are there any final, I, I probably should have asked how much is the cost? Is this going to break the bank for folks? No, and I was I was going to add that as as kind of a final comment that you can't beat the price. It's a hundred dollars per person, includes everything, including breakfast and lunch and all of everything that we covered here today. So it's a it's a remarkable value, and you won't want to miss it. No, absolutely not. And I know word just came in, I think yesterday I heard that the Nevada Grant Lab is going to be a sponsor, one of the sponsors of the event. I know the Ritter Charitable Trust is also an in-kind sponsor. And so we have some funders and some key anchor institutions that are behind this as well, which I think just adds additional credibility. So uh I am excited to be a speaker. I'm still sort of, I've got my different ideas for my opening remarks and I, I've got to land on what I'm going to say. So uh, anybody have any feedback or insight, please drop me a line because I would love to know what you'd like to hear as well. And for anybody who wants more information or to register, feel free to, to find it in our show notes or if there's any other way to reach out to Anne, John, do you have any other suggestions or would that be the best for people to go to our show notes? Sure. I mean, the show notes is perfect, but also if you just go to Alliance for Nevada Nonprofits.com, as soon as you go on the website, it's you're going to get a pop-up that's going to give you information about how to sign up for the conference. I just want to thank you, John, so much for joining us. I know you're a busy man, and not only are you running your own successful nonprofit, but you're on boards of others. So we appreciate your giving spirit. Thank you so much, Stacey. It's always a pleasure to be here with you. And I hope to see some of our listeners there who are Nevada-based. Thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate that you take the time to listen to the podcast. Send us those questions. If you've got feedback on the podcast, if there's stuff you think Stacy and I can do better, please let us know that. Go ahead and share this with folks if you think it's interesting. And with that, uh, we will see you in a couple of weeks.